All right, so this final session that we're going to do now is uh, a rapid fire. This, this might be called uh, the AR-15 session of, uh, of, of parenting. And we're going to do a baker's dozen through um, just some s- surveying together over some final points. And these are Steve's notes that we're going to kind of team teach through. But, oh, they're so rich and so good. Um, I, I wanted in on them. And so... So I said, can I crash in on this session and we'll just, we'll just go back and forth. And so Steve, take number one. Okay. Yeah. This is just fun. Okay. This is, this is kind of fun. This is just a review over things that Pastor Jeremy and I have already touched on. But, um, so, and we're going to go rapid fire as he says, number one, uh, would be focus on your personal walk with the Lord. And the idea there being the reminder there is that parenting begins with parents, not children. Uh, we, we, can't, we can't parent out of a spiritual vacuum. You must get your wisdom and power from the Lord. Um, the idea that um, we're, sometimes if we're not careful, we're wanting something out of our children that we don't possess ourselves. In other words, we need to be vibrant in our walk with the Lord, right? We need to be walking in obedience and intimacy with the Lord, close fellowship with him. We need to be meeting with God and um, our own spiritual house in order, so to speak, before we're even trying to do that with our kids. It's, it would be hypocritical, pharisaical for me to try to get my kids to be doing something that I'm not doing. So focus on your personal walk with the Lord. Uh, uh, I heard it said years ago, simple thought, a dis- only a disciple can make a disciple. Um, if I'm not tight with Jesus, how can I make my, help my sons and daughters uh, do that? So. You can't export what you don't possess. Um, so that, that's it. Focus on your own walk with the Lord. Your kids should see it. Back to them. We'll talk a little bit more about modeling and stuff. But modeling what you want them to be. You know, not just what you're teaching with your mouth, but what they see with your life. Amen. Amen. Okay, point number two. Protect your marriage. Protect your marriage. I thought this was so good. Um, you are no better a parent than your spouse. Than you, than you are a spouse, right? So think of it this way. A marriage problem is a parenting problem. It, it, it's, it's almost impossible to, to separate that. The, the work of unity together with your spouse in marriage blesses your children. And this takes work, doesn't it? It takes work to, to make sure that you're staying on the same page. Um, no two people are brought together by God who have precisely the same perspective on how things should go. In fact, I'll confess, the most arguments that Jenny and I had when we were dating related to parenting, believe it or not. Um, I had all kinds of opinions and this and that about parenting, and, and, and we, we argued and argued about it, and I laughed as I look back because both of us didn't know a thing about it. Um, but God puts you together Right? When, when God brings two people together, they have to work to make sure they are on the same page. What you don't want is good cop, bad cop. You don't want the kids to know, well, if you really want something, you got to go to dad. He's a pushover. Just, just, just go to dad, right? And, and you'll get it. Or vice versa. That's unfair to your spouse. So be a unified front, partner together, do the work that's needed to be done so that you are together in marriage in unity and then bless your children out of that place by working together to parent well uh, and be on the same page 
And, and sometimes this takes work. What you want to do is to work in advance rather than in the moment. Um, for example, if, if uh, your child does something and you're like, okay, that's it. That, that is, you, you knew that was wrong. This is the consequence. And then your spouse is like, nope, that's too, that's too harsh. I don't, I don't agree. We shouldn't. Well, now you're in a moment, right? Now your, your child is like, ooh, hey, you know, what, what, I, I can play this. And oh, they will love to try to manipulate and play this. The, the sin in them will want to, to find a way to make it to their advantage if there's a division. So in advance of those moments, make sure you're on the same page. And this takes assessment. This takes work to talk. Um, and it ultimately, it tracks back to the unity that is necessary in that work. So um, work on your marriage. Uh, this whole conference is about parenting, but really the one that should precede it is the one on marriage because that's the one where the unity needs to be found in the common ground and the shared love that will bless your children as you seek to parent together. Yeah, I would just add to that too, you know, our culture's obviously in an all-out attack on marriage, right? Gender and and roles in marriage and marriage in general, just uh, just attacking it. Boy, we want to be strong. Maybe one of the best things we could do to teach our children to value their gender and value marriage and purity in, in the family as God designed it is to model it for them. Mm-hmm. See, mom and dad just mom and dad are just tight and they're appropriate. They, I can tell mom and dad love each other. That's really good. Um, and I, I grew up in a non-Christian home. And uh, my parents were always on the verge of divorce. He, they separated for a couple times. But anyway, they, did, they ultimately never got a divorce, but I always thought they were going to. That's a very poor, that's not very security building for a kid. I, I just remember hating the arguments. And he, no, I, you want to protect your marriage and your kids. I, I, praise the Lord, our kids never had a day where they thought, well, mom and dad can stick together? What's going on here? They always knew mom and dad loved each other. Uh, focus on the gospel, number three. Focus on the gospel and the heart of your children. We've been banging that drum, and it's a drum that can't be banged enough. Um, the greatest need your children have is genuine salvation and a growing relationship with Christ, right? That is a sin quo non, if you will, of, of biblical parenting. You have to be focused on the heart and the gospel because the main thing is the main thing. And what's going to matter most the day they walk out of your nest. And you, those of you that still have young ones, you'll, you're going to turn around. You're going to go, wow, they're, teenage, they're, they're leaving the nest. The most important thing on that day will be do they really know Christ? Now, again, that's ultimately out of your control. You may have some children that you did your, you poured your heart in. They're going to leave. They're going to go off to college or move out, and they're not saved. But you want to do all you can to prepare them for that day that they would have Christ and, and have salvation because you're no longer going to be supervising them and watching over them. They're going to be on their own, and you want the Holy Spirit to be the one that's truly in their heart uh, guiding them. So uh, focus on the gospel and the heart of your children. Okay, number four, be a godly example. This goes back to the modeling aspect. And I would just say this, um, your kids are always watching. They're always listening. They are tuning in. And, and the, the questions that they have, I remember having these questions, you probably do as well, as a, as a young one. Do they really believe this? Is this real? 
It, it, do, do they really love each other? Are, are they really, do they really love me? Does this thing that they're all about in the gospel of Jesus Christ, is this legitimate? And I would just say, your life answers those questions before you even open your mouth. Um, they're listening, they're watching. Wh- how will he respond when he fails, when he sins? What is he going to do when he messes up? That, that's what I was asking about my parents, my dad, my mom. And I'll tell you, the answers that I heard from their lives were as powerful as the sermons my dad preached on Sundays, right? So your life is a sermon. Preach the gospel in the way that you live. Um, Be an example. I love this 1 Corinthians passage. Be imitators of me, Paul says, just as I am also of Christ. Now, is that perfect? Absolutely not. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect example. Um, But it is a passionate commitment, and it, it is to be on display in our lives. Um, you win opportunities to, to teach your children as you live and gain credibility that what you are teaching them, you really do believe, and it matters to you. So don't parent with, do as I say, not as I do, right? Just, just, just go with 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Follow me as, as we together follow Christ. So... Number five is uh, communicate as husband and wife regularly about your parenting. Uh, so if this is a, obviously a team effort, right? Moms and dads working together. Um, and men, I would encourage us to make this communication happen. Uh, regularly take time to talk about your parenting. Uh, review how things are going with the kids. And, and for most of us, our wives are with the kids a lot more than we are. So I'm picking Maureen's brain. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are things you think we need to be addressing? What's a plan we can have? Um, be evaluate, evaluate what you're doing as each child is, is growing older. Um, and and then, um, then that leads to action, right? Okay, here's the plan. We're going to sit down together with the kids, or we're going to do it together as a group, or we're going to meet with this individual child. But, you know, I said it earlier, parenting is fluid, not static. I mean, kids are growing, right? They're changing, and and the situations change. Their strengths and weaknesses change, and we need to be on top of that. Uh, Of all things, don't parent on the fly. Don't parent by accident. Parent on purpose, and that's important. Um, It's it's fun. I mean, some of the sweetest times Maureen and I would have together is, is having these conversations and talk about individual kids and what we needed to do and and again uh, that that's not just negative it's not like oh what's what's wrong what are the positives so we could come to a child and really affirm them and build them up and say hey you're doing great in this area we might have something here we need to talk about but boy you're doing really well so communicate regularly uh together about your parenting Mm. that's so good i would just add in too uh husbands value and invite that, that feedback from your wife. Um, the mother of your children will oftentimes pick up on things that you don't notice or catch. Um, I am constantly blessed by conversations with Jenny about, you know, how are things going? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? 
Where, where are we winning? Like, where, 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 where are we celebrating? What do we see that's, that's, that's just awesome that we can praise God for? Um, where are we struggling? Where, where, where can we work together and, and, and encourage? And um, so these are moments that are very important. Um, be purposeful. That you'd, like, that was an excellent line as well. Don't parent by accident. Parent on purpose. Write that one down too, babe. That's good. That's good. Uh, number six, regularly examine your family calendar. Uh, it is so easy for life to live you rather than to live life, to, to actually live it. Lord, here we go. We're going to do this. To be purposeful, intentional. These are the things that we value. These are the things we're going to do. Um, that takes a, 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 um, a purposeful intentionality, willingness to get ahead of it and assess. Where are we at? Is it working? Is, the, is, is our schedule effective to, to accomplish what we're after? Um, so often when you have kids, there are a million things that you can say yes to and, and a handful of things that are actually helpful and good that you should say yes to, which means you got to get used to saying no a lot. And uh, sometimes, as we joke about this, I can say no far quicker than my wife and sometimes the Lord blesses us um, through my no as a family. And sometimes I look to Jenny and the Lord blesses us through my wife's yes, right? So we need one another in this. But we, we have to learn how to say no, um, especially when it comes to children's activities. Um, how many sports are they going to play? Um, are they going to play sports and do an instrument? And how much do we take on? Here's the thing. I've seen parents say yes to all of that, and their children live lives of absolute stress trying to keep up with it, um, and, and, and the family dynamic is almost lost. Um, so how much time do we want together as a family on a given week? How much time are we willing to surrender to these various activities? Um, and then to assess, because sometimes it'll kind of creep up, and, and all of a sudden you find yourself just way overloaded, and you got to pull it back. Um, and I would include church activities on this list as well. As your pastor, I would encourage you, sometimes you need to say no to church activities, right? And hear me out. Not to Sunday morning worship. Say yes to that unless you're sick or on vacation. But when it comes to how much you do, you want to have wisdom in balance here. The goal is the marathon, not the sprint. Um, so there are times to be active and involved uh, in, in a number of different things, and then there are times to say, let's do this one and this one and go deep with it, rather than be an inch deep and a mile wide and showing up to events absolutely exhausted and over, overspent. So um, this is important to do. Husbands, again, I point to you as spiritual leaders of the home. This is especially uh, an initiating work on your part to, to kind of shepherd wisely in these things. That's really good. Um, number seven is cultivate relationships with your children. And uh, this is, this is going to happen on, uh, on accident. It's going to happen on purpose. But I'm thinking on this point particularly on purpose. And it starts with their young and it continues into the teen years. Um, 
have fun with your kids. Uh, there's, if, you're, if you're like Maureen and I, we were pretty intentional, pretty purposeful, wanted to plan things out and have things structured and stuff, and we had a busy life with ministry and whatnot. We need to, to purposely stop and make sure that we're having fun together, laughing together, playing games, taking vacations, developing traditions. Um, you, you, want, you want that to be going on, especially when they're younger, because as they grow older, you're, you're going you're gonna to depend on that relationship, right? So I'm thinking, Maureen and I have had this talk many times, as the kids grew older into the teen years, and you're talking more heart-level, hard stuff, um, difficult things that are coming up, you want, to have a rela- they, you want your kids to have a relationship with you. If, if you've just been absentee and they're kind of in their own little world and your own little world and then you have all of a sudden big stuff to talk about, it's going to be really hard. So I, it, was, it was a blessing of God that we did cultivate this. It was fun to be, I think, in the Ball Vance family. We, we played together. We did stuff. But it wasn't all fun and games. I mean, we ministered together. The kids were always somehow involved in ministry and working and we had a little lawn mowing business we did together and all this stuff. But but when it came, even to this very day, we're capitalizing on those relationships uh, that we built with them uh, so that when you have to talk about hard stuff, it's, it's easier to do. So um, we've been talking about a lot of, you know, heavy duty. It's so have fun <laughs> and, and laugh a lot. So. so good. So good. One of my favorite things as a kid that we did was sock wars. We, we had a suitcase and... All our old socks, we would tie into knots and throw in the suitcase. And then my dad would declare a sock war. And we would get this suitcase out. And man, those things were solid. Like you could really hurl that sock. And my favorite thing was, was trying to hit my family members in the face with a sock and watch them, you know, oh, it's, it was great. Stuff, stuff would get broken. It was, we, we had fun. Okay, uh, number eight, love your children unconditionally. Oh, this is so important. I remember, I oh, remember the moment where there was a, a young man in our church who accidentally lit the hay barn on fire, and he was so overwhelmed in that moment that he thought for sure that everything was gone and his, his parents would hate him, and he ran upstairs and he killed himself. Um, and his parents were devastated far more at the loss of their son than any earthly possession. And my parents sat us all down and they, with tears in their eyes, just want you to know this. Nothing you can do, nothing you can do will ever make us love you less. We love you. You will always be ours. We are committed to you no matter what comes our way. And that reassurance of that love, uh, you're a pickings, you're one of us. You'll always be with us. We are, we are together in this thing, no matter how hard it gets. It's so reassuring, so important to know. Um, it's an echo of the love that God has set upon us as his chosen. I love you, the agape, love of the will. I'm committed to you. I will love you for all eternity. And uh, so we point to God in this reassurance of our love for our children. So good. Um, number nine, encourage your children a lot. Don't just correct them. Um, yeah, flood your home with praise. I just 
the atmosphere of your home. Uh, they should be breathing the air of, of praise and encouragement. I, if I could go back and do something different, I would have been more uh, ample with my praise uh, of the kids. I could have done better. And I would just encourage you, that those of you that are still in those trenches, to, um, to, to build them up. They need, they need our affirmation as much as they need our correction, if not more. So you're, sometimes in certain seasons, you might have to look hard to find things to affirm, but find it. There are things there to affirm them for. Um, I, I would I'd say, too, just as far as uh, they're asking you for things, say as, yes as much as possible. Don't be a walking minus sign. Be a positive. And again, that's not spoiling them. And as I fully agree, we need to learn how to say no. I, it's, that's... That's huge. So there's a smorgasbord of opportunities out there, so we need to learn to say no. But sometimes, you know, we've got to be careful, too. We, we are saying some yeses and, and encourage them. So, um, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That's good. Encourage you. Excellent. I remember my mom writing every year what she called her State of the Union uh, uh, address uh, to each of us children. I still have all the letters. Handwritten page filled letters uh, that always began with things that she w saw in our lives and wanted to commend. I see you growing and I'm so, so proud of your hard work in this way. And then there were inevitably a few things that she would point out of areas that she was encouraging us to grow in. And uh, the fact that I still have those in a box, that's an opportunity. The, the, those are meaningful moments uh, of motherhood. That was just my mom. It was her own little thing that she did and uh, they blessed our lives. They spoke into us words of encouragement um, and words of, of, of growth. So um, be your kid's parent, not just their friend. Make sure that you are understanding the, the assignment God has given. Number one, you are called to be the parent, um, not just the friend. So remember this, what is right isn't always popular. What is right in the eyes of God is not always popular and doesn't always immediately win the favor of your children. It might ruin their day. It might mean, no, I remember the day when my mom uh, bought me this jeans jacket, stonewashed jeans jacket, full on. It was everybody had one except for me. And we were at the store and I'm like, mom, I got to have that jacket. She bought it for me. We got home and dad said, where are we going to get the money for this jacket? And they looked at the budget, and it wasn't there. And so that jacket went back to the store. And I remember thinking, Dad, really? Come on. The, I mean, this is my, my jeans jacket. And uh, I look back on that, and I learned so much in my dad's willingness to keep a wise budget. We didn't have the money for the jacket at that time. And so we took it back. I worked really hard for a year earned the money, and went and bought my jacket. And the, less, the life lessons there, valuable, tremendously helpful. So be willing to parent, um, which means you need to be able to lead your children. You need to be able to teach your children. Um, you have to protect your children. That is an assignment given to the parent. Um, be their parent, not just their friend. Be willing to disappoint them. That, that's maybe the hardest part. Be willing to disappoint them. Um, 
I still remember my dad um, when he was disciplining me. He would often say, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And I never believed him (laughs) until he began to cry. And I remember his tears as he was spanking me. I know that it was hard for him to discipline me. Um, And I know I needed it. But when, when I saw his tears as he had to spank me uh, for disobedience, I understood what he meant by that. Like, he was not choosing to be popular in that moment. He was choosing to love me in that, as a parent, uh, in a way that I needed. So be a parent, not just a friend. That's great. Uh, it's, it, is, it is neat now, having older kids, uh, adult kids, they, they do, they reflect back on some of those hard choices and discipline and stuff, and they're, they're thankful that they were disciplined and, and that they're taught to obey. And yeah, so there, there are, there's fruit coming down the road, even if you're in the moment or in a season where you think, boy, they'll never like me again. Um, they actually do respect us. Number 11, uh, focus on God's glory and your responsibility, not the performance of your children. This is totally review from things that both Jeremy and myself have said earlier today. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we have to take our responsibility serious no matter how our kids are behaving. We need to do the right thing because it's the right thing. We need to parent by faith, not by sight. Don't get focused on their performance. Focus on what God's calling us to do. Cry out to him for strength cry out to him for perseverance, cry out to him to work in their hearts, but don't get caught up if their performance isn't good. This parenting's measured by decades, not days. Um, again, just a reminder, don't seek your joy and satisfaction in the behavior and performance of your children. If you do, you will most likely end up being a discouraged, depressed, and angry parent, uh, at least at times. So don't look to them for your joy, look to the Lord for your joy. Um, and again, just another plug for the Paul Tripp book on parenting. Chapter 5 is specifically on the topic of identity, and I think that one chapter is worth the price of the book. So anyway, keep your eyes. Uh, there's a saying that we learned years ago, gaze at God, glance at your circumstances. Gaze at God, glance at your circumstances. Keep your focus vertical as you do life horizontal, but more vertical than horizontal. Um, And that'll serve you well in your parenting. Hmm. Amen. Number 12, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Um, There are days where we look in the mirror and are greatly discouraged by what we see as we assess our lives, as we see our sin, as we fail our children. Uh, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You, there, there are days where you will lose your temper and the display is not, is not good. Um, those moments matter and they can be chased down uh, to, to, to a degree. Obviously, you, you own your sin. You confess your sin. Make things right with the Lord. Go to your children and own it. You're, you're gospeling before them. You're showing them an example of how to respond when they see their failures. And what, where do you go with them? You go to the cross, right? But also don't lose heart when you look in your kids' lives or you see in their hearts things that aren't pretty 
Or they make decisions, for example, to just dive off into the weeds. And you have done what you can and you have prayed and, oh, how did that happen? What is going on, Lord? Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. I think of John Apple's story. Grew up in a church um, and his parents, so faithful, loved him, brought him up in the Lord. And John Apple ran with all his might into worldliness and alcohol and drugs. And um, God took that rebellion and turned him around. And now he's the chairman of the elder board in our church. So there is every reason to keep praying, even if it seems like all hope is lost. It's not. It's not. You never know what God is going to do. And those words that you have invested and poured in may germinate and sprout in the years ahead. So keep praying. Keep praying and trust the Lord. Don't lose heart. So good. And that just a segue to last one. Pray, pray, and pray. And it's last on the list, should be first on the list. Um, and it's not just the Sunday school answer. Oh, yeah, and by the way, you should pray. No, we should be praying for all we're worth, realizing our utter dependence on God. Uh, pray for yourself. Pray for your kids. Um, this, this is perhaps arguably the most important parenting task. If we, under, if we really understood our dependence, our need, and God's power, we would be praying more. And uh, so I just implore all of us, uh, even now, Maury and I, we pray together regularly, uh, and we pray for our adult kids, and we pray for our grandkids. We're just praying all the time because it's God's work to change their hearts. Parenting is spiritual warfare. Parenting is spiritual warfare. It's, it's more than that, but not less than that. Your responsibility as a parent should crowd you to Christ every day. We need God's grace, his strength, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We need his wisdom. As we've been reflecting all day long, parenting is heart surgery, and only God can change your heart and change the hearts of your children. We need to be prayer warriors for our kids and for our own lives. Um, Spurgeon once said, uh, uh, pray as if everything depends, or live as if everything depended on you, pray as if everything depended on God. I would say parent, parent as if everything depends on you, and pray fervently because you know everything ultimately depends on God. So, I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're trying to parent without prayer, we're like wandering onto the battlefields of Iraq with a squirt gun, you know, we are not equipped. We have no power in ourselves. We ultimately are dependent on God for everything. And so may he find us faithful in praying. If, if nothing else we took away from this, this morning, take away a reminder, just a friendly reminder to my heart, to all of us, be praying for our kids and praying for our own hearts as parents. Yeah, that's so good. And pray as well as you, as you think about it. The Lord woke me up. Two days ago, uh, early, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, and my kids were on my heart. And so I had a, just a special morning solitude season of prayer where I just prayed through their lives and thanked God for what I saw 
and prayed for their days ahead. Uh, I prayed um, for their future spouses, wherever they are, whoever they are, um, for all the, all the things that God is going to do in their lives. Um, it, is, it is such a, a privilege to pray. And going back to your point on the sovereignty of God, right, to, to know He's way ahead of us. He's the one working. And, and, and we're called to be faithful in that which we've been, been given as an assignment and uh, pray that the Lord would do beyond all you can ask or imagine in their lives and in their families. So let me close uh, by going to the Lord in prayer. Father, I think of those represented here and the generations that echo out. Father, we lift up these parents. Thank you that they have come to invest this time. Oh, how wise it was for them to choose to be here, to sharpen their sword, to be more intentional, to really invest wisely in their children. And I pray that it would bless their children, Lord. Lord, help their parenting or their grandparenting to, in that way, um, shape and point to you, Jesus. I pray that the gospel would inform all aspects of our parenting. It is indeed Christian parenting. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless these children, um, whatever age they are, raise them up in you. Give them wisdom, Lord, if they have not been um, made alive through your son, Jesus. We pray that you would use these parents to that end. Save to the utmost, we pray. And for those who have children who are saved, Lord, help them to learn what it means to walk with you. Help them to see the modeling of their parents, though not perfect, but passionate and honest and delighting and committed in the gospel. May it model for them a walk with you. Lord, raise up a generation that would even continue to carry the torch in this church long after we're gone. Raise up leaders and, and, and fathers and mothers that would lead and shepherd in echoes of the same, Lord, for the coming generations. Bless, we pray, O oh God. Thank you for this time together, for uh, the, the, the content that we've covered. And bless these parents, Lord, as we go. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you guys for coming. You guys, my goodness, that's a lot of material um, to process in. And I pray that it'll be a blessing for you. Um, like we said, there, there are more things to cover. Um, so I would just say, uh, don't feel like this has to be the last thing. Uh, if you have questions or you're in a situation and you're struggling, um, get the questions to me, email me, text me. Um, if you have questions for Steve, he's available as well. Um, and we would love to try to help along the way and, and encourage you along. Keep up the good work, and uh, may the Lord add His blessing and do what only He can do. Amen? Amen. All right, you're dismissed. <laughs>